everyone, and welcome to the Learn to Lead podcast brought to you by Ability, an experiential learning company based in beautiful Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Matthew Confer, and today on the show, we have David Breyer, who is a branding expert whose work has been featured in Fortune Magazine, Adweek, and Fast Company. He has helped build the brands of the New York City Ballet, Estee Lauder, the New York Times Magazine, and many other organizations. He is also the recipient of the Presidential Ambassador for Global Entrepreneurship Medallion. Thanks so much for joining us today, David. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to kick us off with your LinkedIn profile, which lists you as the, and I'm quoting you here, the slayer of the mundane and the liberator of awesome. So when somebody asks you what you do on a daily basis, how would you respond? Well, what I would tell them is that I help companies. I save companies from the fate of predictable mundane oblivion. You know, because the thing is, is that so often, so often, too many companies are doing the predictable. They're doing the what we've always done, quote unquote, game, and not actually reevaluating newly the changing landscape that is ever increasing. And so that's what I do is I, I really help them own their story, own their relevance, and usher in the revolution that they should be ushering in. Because if anybody's in business, they gotta be disrupting something. Otherwise, why the heck are they doing it? Really interesting. So you talk a lot about transforming into the brand that you need. My, my assumption, my gut from watching some of your work and reading some of your work is the first step is really to understand the brand that you have now as a professional, as an organization. How do we do that level of investigation? What should we be looking for to figure out where we're at now and maybe where we're missing the mark? Well, the most important thing is uh, whenever... Whenever a brand is looking at, well, kind of doing an assessment, usually they're looking at one side of the conversation, which is theirs. They're looking at what are we saying? How are we defining ourselves in the world? What's our mission statement? Blah, us, 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 which is um, completely wrong. It's like that's one part of the conversation. It's a smaller part of the conversation. The bigger part of the conversation is, What's all the other noise of those other players in our space? And what are they doing to pollute the, the space? What are they doing to confuse the space? What are they doing to level the playing field that we need to be aware of? Because how are we going to define a unique voice if we don't know all the noise that's already going on? I think by your very nature, you operate in a field that is constantly changing and has maybe changed even more so in the past five than the preceding five before that. What, what change in the world of branding in the world that you operate in has surprised you the most in the last few years? The fact that people, when they start you know, having access, I find that there's a, you know, free access to things, to new shiny objects, I think um, seems to trump judgment. Hmm. And what I mean by that is, ooh, we can, there's a new plat social platform. We can jump on that. Let's do that without going, good. What are we going to say? Do we have something valuable to add to the conversation? 
You know, it's kind of like getting, oh, we have free tickets to go to this, to, to go to this place. Uh, and, and now the next question for me is, is that a place we are actually want, would we want to go there if we had to pay for it? Right. In other words, does that make sense in our lifestyle and our needs and our wants and our aspirations? Or is just, or are we so blinded by the free and, and accessibility point? It's being, being hypnotized or, or, or infatuated, better word than hypnotized, that they're infatuated with. We can now do blank. Now, does, now let's look at it. Does that blank fit in with what we should be doing? How did you originally get so interested in this field? What, what was the process that you used to, to find your why? Did you stumble into it? What, what did that look like? Well, you, you have the advantage that your listeners do not. You, you're, you see my office behind me. A lot of what you're seeing is artwork from my life, right? Even, that, even a painting that I'm pointing to you right now of George Harrison. I did that when I was 15, 16 years old. So my entire life, has been about creating things that that engaged the senses that made one stop and go whoa so that's always been a thing and it really was as far as specifically moving into the area of design and branding that was in my last year of my last semester actually of college where i saw a publication that opened my eyes i'd never seen a publication like it and that exposed me to the craft of design, to the craft of art and message and words. All of us are on this journey to kind of figure out where we fit and where we can be successful. What would you tell that younger self about what maybe you over-indexed on and what you didn't spend enough time on early in your career that if you could have it back, you would spend more time there or you wouldn't worry so much about X, Y, Z? <clears throat> If I were to, to sit down and mentor myself, my younger self, I would say, okay, here's the deal. I know that you really have remarkable talents to give and to share with the world. Those are not more important than the remarkable talents that others have to give in the world and, and specifically those of your clients. So don't be over-focused on what you're doing at the expense of being equally focused on what clients are doing, their value, and how to empower them, not just looking at how to up your game, but how do you also simultaneously up the game of your clients and, and such. One of the best parts about this is we hear from a decent amount of our listeners with questions. And, and one thing that I'm just going to throw out a hypothetical, what, there are many of our listeners who probably don't directly touch the fields that, that you touch so so intimately with the work that you do. What would you tell to somebody who was a middle manager or a rising leader at an organization? Their role doesn't really have anything to do with branding or marketing or the messaging that their company has. What would you tell them about their personal brand to focus on that you could potentially benefit them from the years of experience that you have? Well, I, anytime I hear anyone negating themselves in any way, I, I whip out my, my ninja sword and I slay it right there. <laughs> um, but because the bottom line is, is I don't believe that anyone is expendable unless they have literally opted themselves to be expendable. You know, some, any of us can do that. I think any of us can, can make ourselves expendable. And I think any of us can make ourselves completely indispensable. And I always lean toward the side of indispensable because you know what? That's what I truly believe we actually are. And so I look at 
I look at someone's middle management and they're like, boom, 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 boom. It's like, okay, how do you fit within the overall mission or purpose or bigger role of the, of the organization? How do you, with, in your role, amplify that? Or how do you embody that? And how do you become an inspiration that then ripples out and inspires others so that way it's just an ongoing, continuous ripple effect that's the that's the thing that I look at. I look at I look at and take very seriously the roles and impact that we each have on on others because none of us has zero impact on others. I don't care how much one might try to convince, oh, I'm unimportant or I'm menial or this or that. I do not believe that at all. How would you think about from your transition as a leader of other individuals? What do you think has been one of the most dramatic changes that you've gone on? Where have you tried to focus on leveling up and learning from the experience that you've had along the way? Um, challenging anytime people, people, anytime, like for example, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, in uh, 2020, in the last quarter of 2020, I decided to, after I had written brand intervention, many people were saying, oh my God, the work, that, the, 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 the knowledge that's in there, the stuff, you really should put together a course or a masterclass. Or this, so I finally ended up doing it. And, and in that, people got to see, I never, ever, if someone's like, oh, well, I'm not really good at blah, 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 blah. Well, first of all, you know, I, I immediately stop. It's like, wait a second, what do you mean? Especially if, I know that they actually have the skill because I'm just what I'm seeing. And I'm saying, I don't know who, and I'll tell them, I don't know who told you that, but you can now give that back to them. That's formally canceled. And I basically, I do not let people carry on those, carrying those um, restricting ideas that are false. Um, it's just not th that way. It, it parallels very much with my personal philosophy of why do something in an ordinary fashion when you could do it in an extraordinary fashion. I would challenge any of your listeners right now, just decide to take three things today that would have been ordinary and raise them to the level of extraordinary. Whether it's answering the phone, whether it is helping someone, whether it is how you actually empower a colleague or a client or a customer um, or, 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 or whatever, anything can be elevated to a level of extraordinary, even on a familial basis. So that's what I would challenge. I say, do that for a week and tell me how life looks now. Literally make it, your, make, put it on your to-do list. Like, okay, I am going to, what's one item, two item, three item every day. That's 21 points that you have moved from ordinary to extraordinary. Do that for a week and tell me, tell me that life has not changed. That's a perfect segue to a quote of yours that is brands don't need more rules. They need better and proven insights to navigate change. What are the rules that get in the way and what are those insights to navigate change successfully? Well, I, I think one of the rules is that is that brands are treated as this sort of uh, uh, sacred thing that's unchangeable and then somehow the people that created the brand or that are there to actually breathe life into the brand now treat that brand with reverence as opposed to realizing we are the ones that brought this brand into existence. 
You know, this isn't the Frankenstein that all of a sudden has taken over our lives. We created the Frankenstein. The rule that people fall fall prey to is, well, oh, let's let's not do this, let's not do that. And of course, there are things you're not gonna malign your brand with the wrong colors, the wrong language, the wrong this, the wrong that. But just because you have those parameters does not mean it's restricted. There's an incredible amount of freedom because every brand, the insight is, is that every brand is very fluid if you truly understand it. What are people in your estimation or your observation just not prepared enough for in your space in the next few years? What do you see on the horizon that potentially is going to trip people up if they don't spend enough time preparing for it? Connecting brands with humanity. I think that that is a very under misunderstood and very under appreciated ability. You've got to be able to understand humanity, the role that people play. We know brands are created by people. Brands are embraced by people. People are the, are the starting line and the finishing line of the brand journey. And yet some people end up just somehow they overlook that and they think it's about the transaction. So that's the thing I would say is never, ever, ever overlook the humanity aspect. As a final question, before we shift to the rapid fire questions, what are you the most curious about right now? And, and it can be something in your space or it can be something outside of your space. Most curious, you know, oh, that's a tough question because I'm, it's my job to be always curious. <laughs> I mean, that, that's my job. I mean, I've, I've got to be curious. If I don't have curiosity, if I am not all in on like, why? And then why not? And challenging and questioning and embracing and, and disrupting. If I, if I don't, if I, I'm not there. So I, I, I don't know how to answer that beyond that. I'll rephrase in a different way. How about if I gave you an extra 10 hours a week to dedicate to your role, your business, where would you most want to spend those five, 10 hours? Well, I would definitely take a percentage of it. And, and, and I would probably add a third to half of those hours spending, spending time with, with my wife who mm -hmm. I love and, and value. And, and I feel that, that my time, that our time is not as much as I would like, uh, because of, of work demands. So that's one thing for sure. And then the other would be, um, continued, continued personal growth, mm -hmm. because to me, I find that personal growth and personal awareness is the foundation of so much, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when I talk to people and I say, look, here's the deal. You know, you need people will only appreciate the things that they've been able to inspect for themselves, right? It, it can't be, something can't be valuable to you if I say it's valuable and I now tell you, you must think it's valuable. That's, that's never going to fly, right? But if I got you to inspect it, to review it for yourself, take an honest look and look, look at it upside down and right side up, this side, that side really play with it and, da, 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 and all of a sudden you go, wow. And you can then appreciate it after that inspection for yourself. That's, that's power. And I love that. I've really appreciated this conversation. That's a perfect spot to shift us to the final two rapid fire questions that I ask all guests. And the first one is if you could describe your leadership style in one word, what would that word be? Empowerment. And the final rapid fire question is this, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? 
the best piece of advice I've ever received is probably look, don't think, which means actually look and observe. Some people start to look at things and start to prematurely categorize and label and, oh, this is this and come to conclusions and stuff like that. And they've never actually finished the actual job of looking. They instead of jumped into, you know, now coming up with preconceived notions and conclusions and ideas and this and that, the other, blah, 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 when it's, when it's premature. So look, don't think is probably the best, the best, most practical thing that I've ever actually, um, that's, that's impacted me. Well, looking, don't think is a wonderful spot to close this out. Where can our listeners find out more about you, David? Well, they can certainly, certainly visit my website, which is rising, R-I-S-I-N-G, rising above the noise. Um, and, and there's like tons, I, I share a lot of things there that I don't share on other platforms. Certainly you can hit me up on LinkedIn and you can check me out on YouTube, Instagram, and even Clubhouse. Starting, we're literally starting a brand new thing. I know Clubhouse for, for a lot of people, it's like, it seems to be a, a very welcome place for actual dialogue. And you're just starting a brand new thing. Well, for business rebels, it's the business rebels club. And, uh, and it, it's actually launching uh, within a matter of a few days from now. So it's actually very exciting as well. But definitely rising above the noise is a great place to start as well as buying my book, Brand Intervention. That's a powerhouse thing for anybody that wants to know, know branding to their core. Well, thank you for all the great insight and thank you to all our wonderful listeners for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's show, we would love a rating and review in your podcast app of choice. And we truly appreciate it when you share our show with your network. You can find me on social media at Matthew Confer. You can find our show on Instagram at Learn to Lead Podcast. And you can find our organization at ability.com. Be sure to subscribe so that you get our next episode. And I want to thank all of you for joining us on the Learn to Lead Podcast.